God created us, knows us, and named us. That God, the Father, calls us his children. That the name he loves to call us is beloved. And that, as the creator, he is naming rights. No matter what others have made us to believe about our identity, no matter what they have nicknamed us, the creator gets to tell us our true identity. Welcome to Couch Time, where we give you tools to connect with your kids and point them to Jesus. I'm Ryan. And I'm Josh. And today we are talking about chapters 11 and 12 from the book yep. alongside in our uh, summer book club. Chapter 11 was called Name, mm. and chapter 12 was called Guest. Mm. So this first chapter, Name, uh, just talks a lot about what you call people, the the words you say. Yeah really matter yeah. like deeply yeah my one of my first things i wrote down when i was reading through this was names are powerful yeah so like the words we use the things we call people uh they're powerful um and i think about how just in a ministry perspective and loving people perspective how important it is to just know people's names yeah like how um knowing someone's name communicates love totally uh, now obviously hopefully most parents know the names of their kids <laughs> right but i'll be the first to confess i don't always call them the right name <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> but, right. <laughs> um, but i think if we stretch out a little differently to parents like what we say about our kids yep. to our kids um whether it's something as simple as calling them by their name or you know do we make up nicknames for them that aren't as flattering or mm -hmm. maybe unkind even? Yep. Uh, that maybe our caricatures, yep. our false caricatures of them, those can be unhelpful. Um, I was just honestly convicted about sometimes the way that I'll say things like, uh, why are you so? Mm. Kind of fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. So usually in a time of being frustrated with my kids, lack of obedience or lack of you know doing, doing something I need them to do or just um, causing trouble or making, yeah. making, making life hard in our home, uh, and then attaching some sort of like bad characteristic to that. Why are you so disruptive? Why are you yep. so unkind? Why are you so, and as I was thinking about that, how that can actually, how it can affect our kids yeah. um, to where they, they may not say this, but they might start believing that that's them. Yep. Like maybe their name's not Jim, but right. their name is unkind. Yeah. Um, and they wouldn't say it like that, but just the power of words is really, really important to understand and recognize. It's like the things that you say as a parent, the things that come out of your mouth will affect the way your kid sees themselves. Mm -hmm. And so um, whether it's their actual name mm -hmm. um, or like you were saying, the, the things that you attribute to them, yeah. that will affect how they see themselves, their identity. Um, I know like one of the things I'm trying to build, I know my daughter's super young right now, but like I keep trying to call her beautiful. Mm. Um, like I just want her to know that like I know she doesn't look like her mom, but she's still beautiful. Mm. Um, I, I don't want her to think anything different. The thing I'm, I'm like thinking through and would challenge you parents is how is what I'm saying kind of uh, casting vision mm. for them? Mm -hmm. um, that, that was something that uh, was talked about in here. Jesus called 
Simon Peter, The Rock. Long before Dwayne Johnson was on the scene, <laughs> he named James and John the Sons of Thunder. <laughs> His names for people cast vision for them. When you can tell them the, the positive attributes about them, mm -hmm. and it's like that's the thing you attach to them, mm -hmm. there's something that really helps mm -hmm. shape and form mm -hmm. them. Being around other students, kids get called names yeah. all the time. Yes. Um, intentional like being intentionally mean or just like they just say it for whatever but like sometimes kids take that to heart mm -hmm. and so home needs to be a place where they hear the true positive things yeah. as much as possible yeah i wonder if we could actually have conversations with our kids and i've actually done some of this before where we ask them like what do you think i think about you whoa like actually being honest with so like i've had some conversations with daniel and or with I, with Isaiah sometimes and what comes out of their mouth uh, is always true to a certain mm -hmm. point it's how they perceive something I think we need to work really hard to communicate hope and communicate purpose and vision for our kids yeah um, I don't think it's wrong to like communicate about things you hope your kids might be yes in a, in a rather than like being all over the things they don't do or aren't, right. but saying, man, one day you could. Yep. One day you might. Yep. You know, one day you could be this. Mm -hmm. um, because I think if we were asked our kids, what do you think I think about you? Mm -hmm. um, I remember when I was in my comm classes in college, them saying how many, it takes like something like 10 positive statements to outweigh a negative statement. Yeah, and yep. so just thinking about like, it, we have to have those disciplinary conversations yes. with our kids. God has called us to train them. Right. We're going to have to correct. We're going to have to train. Um, but that only means we've got to work even harder to yep. encourage, to build up, to cast vision for our kids. And I just, Josh, I don't do that well. Mm -hmm. Like it's something I've got to grow in. If 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 I don't want to be the maybe the source of discouragement for right. my kids. I think uh, Josh, we just talked about this a little bit ago. But um, I think parents, you can always think about even bigger than your own kids you mm -hmm. actually have an influence on other people's kids as well that's right um so josh you were just sharing a story just a little bit ago about when you felt known yeah Could you just share that again yeah so i i just remember going over to a friend's house and i feel like the friend's houses that i went over to that i felt the most welcomed at mm. they didn't have video games they didn't have like all this crazy mm -hmm. cool stuff yeah they were just welcoming yeah and um i, re I remember specifically uh, there was one family, um, I, I went over to their house. I didn't know the parents super well at all. Um, I really only knew my friend. And I remember my friend's dad called me by name mm -hmm. and that just like made me feel welcome yeah. that he, he would yeah. take the time to know my, instead of just kind of like, oh yeah, have fun. Like mm -hmm. he actually like called me Joshua. Yeah. Like I was like, whoa, yeah. how, how do you even know my name? I'm. Yeah. I've never even really seen yeah. you much before, so that yeah. it was it was really cool. Yeah. So I loved one of the challenges that at the end of the chapter for parents specifically was one: uh, Do you really know your kids' friends' names? Yes. Uh, and I think it means more than just knowing their names, but that's a great place to start. Yep. Do you know the influences on your kids, the the people who hang out with your kids? Do you know them by name, and can you put a face to their name? Yeah. Um, but parents, I know something that we've wrestled with as as youth leaders is, um, you know. Many of you who have students involved in our student ministry, um, they're coming on Sunday nights and they're being poured in and invested in by uh, other adults. Yeah. Uh, and um, I know one of the things we've run into is where our leaders don't feel like they know the parents at all. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and so I would just encourage you parents, um, do you know the leaders' names 
of yep. your kids? Like, yep. do you know them? Do you know who they are? What they look like? What they're about? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it doesn't mean you have loads of time to do this, but I, there's just some simple ways um, yep. that you could you could stop by, you could say hi, that you could even get information from Josh or I, so you can yep. meet them. And our leaders totally see themselves as supplement to you guys. Yes. Um, but teams work better when they're working together, right? Yes, exactly. Um, and so, just do you know your leaders' names? Yep. The, the leaders who love on your kids on a regular basis. Yep. Absolutely. Josh, I love what you just said about um, just a minute ago about uh, a welcoming home. Yep. Um, I think the second chapter that we read, chapter 12, was, was called Guest and had yeah. this idea of uh, uh, bringing, bringing kids into, into your home yep. and going into their home, their yep. place their where world. they feel, their world yep. where they feel comfortable. Um, and I, was just, I just loved what you were talking about a little bit ago. Um, I think hospitality is such an incredible way to love kids um, and to love your own kids. Yeah. And so, uh, Josh, what do you think is a way, or how do we go about creating maybe a home or a context where students want to bring their friends home? Yeah, I think, so one, like we just said, knowing names yeah. is helpful. Um, but one of the suggestions that was in the book is actually, like, asking your kids, asking your students, so what would make this a welcoming place? Like, mm-hmm. what what should we do, like, what should we change or keep doing yeah. that would make you want to bring your friends yeah. over or you can even flip that and like what homes do you like to be in ah that's a good you know what one. i mean yeah so that yeah. it's less about like what do i change here sure. you can learn more like whose homes do you like to be at yeah like, why? why tell yeah. me about it yep um and 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 really i, I think just engaging them in that conversation and kind of digging into the why and the specifics um is going to help you a lot yeah um yeah, I, I like that a lot. One of the quotes on here, it says that relationships are never an efficient use of time. It requires <laughs> extra effort, can feel awkward, and is often inconvenient. Yeah, and so true. It can be easy if you have a track record yeah. of uh, kind of a good relationship with your student. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the building phase process or yeah. you're like just getting ready to get started, you, you're like convicted, and you're like, I, I want to start pursuing my student differently. It, it it is really messy and awkward, especially at first. But the book is pointing this out for a reason to mm-hmm. say it is normal. Mm-hmm. So don't give up. Mm-hmm. Keep keep going after it, this relationship even through the mess. And actually, it's not always this way. But I think sometimes it can be less awkward when there's more people involved. So like yeah. when you're having a handful of their kids and their friends over, sorry, your kids' friends over, totally. and just facilitating that, mm-hmm. um, figuring out what you guys wanna have for dinner, figuring yep. out you know what are you guys doing for, for the evening, like helping them with figure out some games or yeah. things, just whatever that looks like for your kid and the stage that they're in. Like helping them have an awesome time with their friends or being a place where they feel welcome and they can relax yeah. um, actually is gonna build you some relational credibility, mm-hmm. some relational capital with your own kids. Yep. And I know, so, so I know for us, we're, we're still trying to figure this out. Um, cause we're on the, you know, our kids are on the younger side, still not quite in middle school yet. Um, but Tabitha and I have talked about, we want to be a place where kids want to hang out yeah. and what does that look like? And, uh, that means opening ourselves to mess. That means opening ourselves to inconvenience. Yes. People might show up when we'd rather them not show up. Right. Um, figuring out how we can say yes more often than we mm-hmm. say no. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that we're trying to figure out and but man, my son, so he's only nine, he'll be 10 here soon, but he is so loved when we figure out how to have a friend over mm-hmm. or how to get him somewhere where he can hang out with his friends. Um, like, it is like we made made his world like a better place. Totally. <laughs> uh, and I just, I just think our kids, 
they're so wired for a relationship just like us. Um, but even in high school and middle school, relationship can rule. And so if we can help them navigate that and provide context for that in, a, in, in our home, it's just so beautiful. So we were just talking a lot about like being hospitable, having people over um, in your domain. Sure. So this book also talks about being a guest. And um, yeah. one of the quotes on here, it says, being a guest is often way more uncomfortable than being a host. Sure. But it also seems to be the way of Jesus. Jesus invited himself over to people's houses all the time. It was it's mm. like hilarious to think about how like I'm I'm reading through John and just thinking about like how many times he d- does this specifically with your kids. There's a lot of different domains. I think about like if your kid has a smartphone, mm-hmm. if your kid has their own room, um, and a lot of times it can be easy to just for your student to just shut themselves Mm -hmm. away i think one of the things jesus does and models for us is kind of entering into that world um not not like breaking down the door and like (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna come in whether you like it or not but just like hey i i just this like settled confident but like loving moving toward posture Mm -hmm. one of the things in here as as a parent who longs to enter into their private worlds, it's often difficult to navigate the change. And sometimes it's a good place to just start with telling them how you feel. Um, I'm not, like, super stoked about, like, the the suggested, like, script that they say sure. here. But the the sentiment in here is, I love you. I want to be around you. And I... I'd love to just spend some time with you. And on your turf, um, I'd love to, and, and and maybe even just asking them, what is a way that we could spend mm-hmm. time together? Sure. And drawing them out in sure. that way instead sure. of just saying, we must do it in this specific way sure. and sure. over coffee. And it's like, sure. I don't like coffee. You know, like what, <laughs> right. whatever it is. Right. No, I think that's good. I think thinking through how do you enter their world, whether yep. that is like a social media world or a sports team, like as far as making, you know, showing up at, their, at your kids' games or um, or even just, yeah. I, I was even thinking about just taking interest in their interests and mm-hmm. how that's showing up in their world. Like um, I think one of the, the ways that I see parents and kids that disconnect quite a bit is like music choice, right? Mm. I don't know where your relationship is with your kid, you know, parents at this point in time, but uh, you know, entering into a conversation was like, who are your favorite artists right now? Mm-hmm. And tell me why, like, mm-hmm. what do you love about them? Or what's your favorite song? Why is this your favorite song? And you know, sometimes it might not be stuff that you enjoy. Uh, yeah. It may, may, may be stuff you don't want them listening to. Yeah. Um, but if you can enter in that conversation without kind of the, uh, the freak out moment on the outside, just freak out on the inside, um, but have those conversations and you can learn a lot about like what they love, what they resonate with. It can actually give you indicators for what they're struggling with because often students will listen to stuff that hits them where they're at, yes. not where they're supposed to be. Right. Um, and so it can give you indicators of like how they might be feeling, what might be going on inside. Um, and I've had multiple conversations recently with students yep. about this because I've just been processing it with you know myself and with these students and just hearing hearing them they they're looking for music that resonates with where they're at and yes. what they feel yes um, and and while I think there's a there's a place for that I know we we need to help them think differently in some ways about music mm-hmm. but 
if you can forget those things for a moment yep. and just enter into a conversation about so tell me what's your favorite what's your favorite artist or yep. what's your favorite song right now and why do you love this song yeah and have a conversation with them about that and i know middle school and high school is different so even sure. like what they might be able to share about the song right. is different because of their de development and things but just having those conversations what's your favorite movie right now why mm -hmm. is that your favorite movie what did you love about it what was your favorite scene and just entering their world, um, what they love, what they're about, where they where they make their home. Yeah, not um, critiquing them, yeah. but yeah, totally just drawing yeah. them out. Yeah, because it can be so easy. I think the the music choices or whatever is, uh, if they're poor choices, it's it's a symptom. Yeah, and so going after the symptom mm. is never helpful. Mm. The more you can get to the root, the symptoms kind of. Mm fade mm -hmm. i think um so to be able to like yeah enter in at that level not critiquing mm -hmm. not guns blazing but just mm -hmm. like i want to know you mm -hmm. that is my goal mm -hmm. that that's powerful yeah, i think that's good well parents we hope this has been an encouragement to you as you work through this book uh, i know it's been challenging to us i think both personally as we think about raising our own kids totally. but also as we think about loving students there's a lot of things that i think about um, as far as how do i care for high school kids and and point them to jesus and and, and make sure they feel known and have a place they belong um, so I've just been really encouraged by this. Uh, as always, check our calendars. Make sure you're staying up to date. There's lots of things going to be going on for both middle school and high school kids. And so yep. we want to see your kids. We want to spend time with them this summer. Uh, so you can check the website for our, for our calendars. Josh, can you just go ahead and pray and, yeah. and, and ask the Lord to keep doing great things? Totally. Father, I want to thank you for being a God who knows us, who mm. names us, but also the only God who came down and mm -hmm. made made his home with us. Yeah. You, Jesus is God with us. And mm. I'm so thankful that you did that, that you do that. Um, would you be with these parents? I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about just uh, some, some of the stuff in this book, Lord, is just so uh, paradigm shifting and it's, it's, it's hard, it's messy. It's mm. kind of confusing thinking about the different scenarios that these parents are in. So Lord, would you just give them wisdom? Would you give them insight? And would you bless their efforts mm -hmm. at showing their kids Jesus, at connecting their kids to Jesus, and just connecting with them on a personal level? Yeah. Um, would you grow relationships? Would you build mm -hmm. up families? Um, would you break down walls? Mm -hmm. We love you mm -hmm. and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.